Shalom and welcome again to Seekers of Meaning. Uh, I'm your host, Rabbi Richard Address. Uh, these podcasts are brought to you through the, our Jewish Sacred Aging program, and we really do appreciate you being with us. Uh, we're going to take a little bit of a different tack today, and, and I hope you um, bear with us, because obviously we're about to begin the new year, 5,784, and um, on behalf of Jewish Sacred Aging, I want to take this opportunity to, to really wish all of you, your loved ones, the people you care for, your family, yourself, a, a absolutely beautiful and most of all healthy and joyful new year. Uh, there's some things I wanted to share with you, but first I really want to say a special thank you to all of you who have contributed to uh, the website, jewishsacredaging.com, the many people who write for us on a regular basis. And a special shout out to Steve Lubetkin, who is our genius producer, who puts all of this together magically um, and through Lubetkin Media Companies in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. So to all of you, thank you very, very much. And to all of you who've taken the time to send in a donation on the donate button on the website, thank you again for allowing us to continue our work. And um, if you'd like to join them, please feel free to. There's some things I wanted to share with you sort of like as, um, well, not sort of, but a, a, a message for these particular holidays. Uh, they're filled with all kinds of different emotions. There was a, a recent article in uh, the New York Times, uh, I think a couple of weeks ago, which read, quote, these are some of the weirdest years in American history. That was an op-ed piece. And that really just about sums up quite clearly um, the reality into which we're walking on, do, on on these high holidays. We're going to enter the synagogues either in person or increasingly uh, electronically uh, in the midst of this prolonged season of, un, of uncertainty, hoping that we will, we will engage some sense of peace, maybe an escape from the onslaught of the news cycle or the stresses of daily life that have produced an epidemic of anxiety across the generations. And we live in a world, as you know, that reflects the, the title of a Heschel book of essays on that shelf behind me uh, called The Insecurity of Freedom. Our lives are filled with so many choices now and changes from politics to economics to family transitions. And even as we've talked about on many podcasts, the state of the American Jewish community. So it's no wonder that many of us will seek some sense of sanctuary in this sacred season. But if we pay attention and listen and open our souls to these days, we're going to hear a new voice, I think, a, a, a call that's going to come to us from the liturgy itself, from our history, and, and really from each of our own souls. It's going to be a call of this new year asking each of us, not what we want from this new year, but what shall each of us bring to this new year. The shofar will sound and, and that shofar will call us to awaken our souls as the tradition reminds us and call us to ask each one of us, what will we bring? What of ourself will we seek in 5784? And look, you and I know we, we cannot control what's going to happen in this coming year. Um, the central prayer of the holidays, 
that we'll experience over these days, the Unitana Tokev, is a very, very stark reminder that we control very, very little of what really, really matters. Yet, we can control the choices we make each day. And as one of the Torah readings um, that we'll experience during the High Holidays will remind us, we hope that those choices will be ones that sanctify life. What these days also remind us of is that we are not discussing the huge challenges of, of the world. We're probably not going to solve the problems of the struggles of Israel or end gun violence or um, do all of that during the high holidays. But really, they're not really, I think, I'm going to suggest to you for these days. I'm asking us, each one of us, me included, to take time to ponder the personal existential issues that drive each one of us, that perhaps keep us up at night. These are the issues especially relevant to each one of us as we age, and we slowly come to understand that time has taken on a much greater significance than before. Each of us, if we're honest and open with ourselves, is becoming more aware of the issue of time. And we're coming to understand that no matter how hard we may pray, we cannot control time. We become more aware of our own health and the reality that some who were here last Rosh Hashanah will be present with us only in spirit as we add their names to the Isker list for this memorial service. We, if we're so blessed, will take time to marvel during these holidays at the growth of our adult children and perhaps fret about their own independence as we take pride in that same independence. And hopefully we'll rejoice in the blessings of grandchildren and for the growing number of our community who are alone, these solo agers, many without family. We also hope that these days, so often punctuated by notes of family gatherings, will bring some sense of community and continuing independence as they seek to organize and create a secure safety net for their own lives. What shall we bring to this new year? Our hopes, our dreams, our thirst for knowledge, our curiosity, our need to be needed, our desire to love and be loved, along with our fear of being alone and being forgotten. Each of us, as our tradition reminds us, will bring our own unique gifts, our own life experience to this new year. So as this new year dawns, the holidays ask us to seek that sense of meaning and purpose. But how to begin? How do we begin to structure our answer to that call of the shofar? Is it through another program or another class, another organization? Or is the call of the new year really a call to each of us to lech lecha? to take some time in these days to go inside of our own soul, to ask some of the difficult questions of who we are at this stage of our life, about what we seek at this stage of our life, about what we hold on to and hold to be true, and about what we need to let go of. Let me suggest something that may sound a little strange to many of us, for we rarely speak of this at services or in classes, and that's the idea of faith. Faith in our own self, faith in our community, faith in tomorrow, despite the anxiety of today, 
For Judaism has survived as long as, as we have taught in many classes, we've survived because over the centuries of trial and challenge, we have dared to question, change, and dared to innovate. There was always a faith in a tomorrow, often manifest in some messianic ideal, but really a faith that things will always progress and that our job, as Pirkei Avot reminds us, is to change and save that part of the world in which we live. That's what we're being asked to do again. We live according to so many experts in a society that now seems to place the role of the individual over that of a community. Or as one observer so succinctly put it, we live in an age of emotivism with the attitude that, quote, whatever feels good to me is moral, unquote. Its age of entitlement, as I call it, has produced much of the anxiety we observe. It's a society that suffers from a promiscuity of information, but a lack of real wisdom. Too many have sought answers in fabricated outlets of illusion and fantasy. A very interesting look at this reality was offered by David Brooks in a recent article in the Atlantic magazine, a piece in which he noted that as a, that we as a society may lack a moral compass. He wrote, quote, when you are raised in a culture without ethical structure, you become internally fragile and have no moral compass to give you direction, no permanent, permanent ideals to which you can swear ultimate allegiance. The breakdown of an enduring moral framework will always produce disconnection, alienation, and an estrangement from those around you, unquote. We are in an age of transition. So much of what we thought was true in previous decades has changed, and part of that anxiety is the fact that we are not sure of what the emerging future will look like. Our Judaism is not immune to these shifts. The studies of the community in the past few years have echoed this seismic shift in affiliation, uh, our attitudes and linkage to Israel, and what it means to even identify as a Jew. These recent studies in the community point out that the fastest growing segment of our Jewish community are so-called nuns, N-O-N-E-S, people who just see themselves as having no real identity within our Jewish community. They are biologically Jewish, but they are spiritually adrift. No doubt many colleagues are going to be speaking about these realities during this holiday season and bemoaning some of these things. But if we look at the history of our Jewish, in, of Jewish innovation, we can recalibrate this view and see in it what is taking place as a unique opportunity to create. Let me suggest that we may suffer from a sense of um, a sort of insecurity of faith, of faith insecurity. We are so many of us afraid to ask the hard questions that our traditions ask. Why was I born? Why must I die? Why am I here? We're being called to create a mature faith, a faith for our own age. The new year is inviting us, inviting us to bring a sincere personal search for a mature faith, a faith that can provide us with a sense of personal meaning to a place of life within a context of sacred tradition, a tradition based not on superstition and fear, 
but an embrace of a tradition that can serve as a guide and pathway to the celebration and sanctification of life. This is a faith that honors growth, is open to our arguing with God, a faith that imposes no predetermined belief in what that concept must be. This is a faith that celebrates the power of relationships and understands that as we get older, the existential fear of our own death, the reality of our own mortality hovers over each of us as an ever-present shadow. And thus time again becomes more precious. This mature faith will demand that we examine the text of our tradition, not as unchanging revelation, but as a living organic guide that can teach us and serve as a foundation for faith and misvote. This is a faith that does not prescribe, but grows and changes as we do for that sense of growth and change is not limited to any one particular age. We are now being called in these holy days to confront our souls and ask, what do we believe in? What is true for us? And in what do we have faith? We are part of an enduring chain of tradition that every year invites us, invites us to reconsider who we are, what we seek. Every year that chauffeur calls us. It calls our souls to reconsider, reevaluate, and often rewrite our own story. We write, as a midrash tells us, our own story now, and only we can write it. That shofar will sound, asking us what each of us will bring to this new year. So I ask you, as we enter this sacred season, Let's not be afraid to answer from our own authentic soul. Let us not fear to seek a faith that elevates us, comforts us, empowers us, and celebrates our potential. Please have a wonderful, sweet, safe, and joyful new year. Shana Tovah.